Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? <gasps> Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. 
This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. This is the I Want Your Flex podcast. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. And we have a bit of a treat for you. In this podcast, we provide to you a six-round draft to get you set for the 2022 fantasy football season. And what Mike and myself and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, did was, well, we had a draft, a six-round draft that spread over six different podcasts at the end of the NFL's regular season. Each different podcast, we did a pick of 12 players, and now with the magic of audio, our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, is putting those six rounds together in one easy-to-listen-to podcast. So here it is, Mike Harmon, myself, Dan Beyer, and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, providing you with a look ahead to the 2022 fantasy football season with a six-round draft. Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock with the first overall pick in the 2022 Fantasy Draft. Who would you select? Well, uh, looking back on this season, there was a clear number one throughout the year. Obviously, Derrick Henry was heading towards that, but then he got hurt. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who's probably going to be on the top of most draft boards, and that will be Jonathan Taylor, number one. Jonathan Taylor is off the board at number one. Mike, does that surprise you with you sitting there at number two? You and I throughout the season mentioned that Christian McCaffrey's reign as the top running back yeah, is is has come to an end, but Jonathan Taylor takes the top spot for Bershinger. No shock there. Fantastic offensive line, certainly the mindset. Uh, and look, Carson Wentz did the two-step well, and his numbers were fine. Except when they needed him to win a game, Dan, but we're not talking about winning games here. We're talking about <laughs> fantasy titles, right. and that means Jonathan Taylor uh, goes to number one. Number two, I mean, Bursch mentioned him, uh, the ridiculous first half of the season. I'll roll the dice that Derrick Henry, I mean, if he's going to be able to be cleared in theory in these playoffs with the Titans having the number one seed and a first round bye, uh, I'll, I'll bank on the fact that for 2022, he's ready to run amok again this is this is a a a spot that i don't envy myself being in i like both of your picks and i can understand both of your picks i think that there's a name that i should obviously pick but there's actually a different name that i'm i'm going to go with and i'll just tell you the name i'm going to pick at number three I'm going to pick Alvin Kamara, okay, of the Saints. And and, and the reason I am doing this, and there are other names out there, and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to say I was going to pick this guy or I was going to pick that guy. I think that Sean Payton got an idea of, all right, this is what life is like with Jameis Winston as quarterback, or this is how we are going to proceed. I think the Saints are going to be very active in the offseason in trying to shore up that quarterback position, and I actually think that will only enhance Alvin Kamara's stature. So I am going to ride the uh, the horse down to New Orleans and take Alvin Kamara with the third overall pick. There are other names that were out there, but I'm going with Kamara. I dig that. Run the ball through him. So long as he stays healthy, the touch count should be 20 or thereabouts. And with a little bit more of a lean, perhaps, to the receiving side of, game, of the game, which keeps him healthy, in theory. 
All right, Ryan Bershinger, you are up at number four. So we saw the explosiveness of this player this season. Uh, finished, I believe, as RB2 on the year. I'll take Austin Eckler here at number four. There you go. That's Mike's uh, fantasy running back. Uh, not MVP, but fantasy player of the year at the running back position, even over Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Well, you know, I like undrafted guys, kind of like me, unheralded, unwanted, <laughs> and then you rise to great prominence, something like that. Uh, fantastic year, and obviously, uh, well, the future is bright for putting up points. Now just figure out how to stop them. See, the, last night's still uh, ringing in my ears, fellas. Uh, I'm going to go to the other side of town, and a guy, since we're talking PPR, yeah, it's Cooper Cup. No matter what you did, you can't stop him. And you may not like Matt Stafford in game situations. Again, I don't care about your damn game situations. Cooper Cup's going to catch 10 balls a game and continue to do so. Cooper Cup is off the board, number five overall in our 2022 fantasy draft. Bursch, as this has gone on, first five picks, uh, anything shocking to you, anything that stands out as you see these five? Uh, I wouldn't say shocking. I think me personally, I probably have Eckler as uh, number three on my board behind Taylor and Henry. But um, but I totally see the rationale there with Kamara. I still think he's going to be a top half of the first round pick because, like you said, I, I think he's going to put up more numbers than he did this past season because that quarterback is going to improve. All right, guys, I'm going to take the guy that actually led running backs in receptions this past year. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben riding off into the sunset. uh, Harris ended up with 74 receptions, uh, such a main part of that offense. And I think that will continue in year number two. I will take Najee Harris at number six. Does it concern you at all that the next quarterback will be able to throw the ball five yards beyond the line of scrimmage? It it does a little, but I think that could also open up some running lanes for Najee Harris as well. Well put. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ryan Bershinger, uh, we are halfway through this fantasy draft. And again, Jonathan Taylor went one, Derrick Henry two, Alvin Kamara three, Austin Eckler four, Cooper Cup five, and Najee Harris. Harris six. Bershinger, you are up at number seven. I'll go with a guy who I still think is going to be a pretty safe pick in the first round next year. And with a new head coach coming in, I think uh, certainly they're still going to give them the ball plenty. I will take Dalvin Cook here at number seven. Dalvin Cook, the first well, Viking off the board. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, I am going to go back to the well at the wide receiver position. Like I grabbed uh, Cooper Cup uh, at the five slot. Now looking at the eighth slot and and looking at the best players available. And uh, I think his quarterback stays uh, mired in controversy, but you can't stop Devontae Adams. No, you can't. Especially when uh, they, you know, continue to link up in that division and dominate for years to come. I the we had a situation and I, and I and I pause because I'm thinking back to my personal fantasy league where we have holdovers and there were there was someone who was deciding on what they wanted to do and Aaron Rodgers' situation was was up in the air at that point. Guy ended up he says, you know what, I am going to keep Devontae Adams. Going to end up rolling the dice and and obviously keeping him. I the the way that the guy's team fared this year wasn't wasn't great. But keeping him ended up being the, the smart move. And 
when you are drafting, and if you are having a late draft, you obviously will know where Devontae Adams will be. And if Aaron Rodgers is back next year, to your point, yeah, makes him a a, a no-brainer to go in the top 10 considering how great he is. Also, just considering the question marks of the other running backs that are available, and that's where I sit at at number nine, and and Christian McCaffrey is is still there. Joe Mixon had a great year with the uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals as as being an op, as being a player. I'm going to actually stick with the wide receivers, though. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson at number nine. I just from what we talked about a little bit earlier, expect uh, things to kind of stay status quo in Minnesota. Maybe they try to shore up that offensive line a little bit more. I just expect a different sort of Vikings team, but I think Jefferson continues to get his numbers. So I'm going to go Justin Jefferson with right now. There are a lot of running backs that I just have question marks about that I don't know if one guy would separate himself from the other. So I'm going Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and especially playing in the NFC North and Chicago, where they don't bother to cover him at times. <laughs> it There's 40-yard touchdown twice, for you. Twice a year you get that opportunity. <laughs> That's right, big uh, games. <laughs> all right, so we've got three wide receivers, six running backs off the board. No tight ends, no quarterbacks. Our final three picks of our first round of the 2022 fantasy football draft with a PPR scoring system. Ryan Bershinger, you are up. Yeah, I would have taken Jefferson here if he was still available. Um, I'm going to another go great ahead. pick by me, by the way. Oh, another, yeah. Just no a question. great pick. Yes. That's all we ever talked about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and raise one of those questions because right now I'm sitting at the back end of the first round, meaning that in the snake draft in a 10 team league, I get another pick right after this in a 12 teamer. I've still got that pick coming just a few picks after. So I can afford to take a little bit of a risk here and I'm going to take the guy with the highest ceiling, despite the fact that he's been hurt for two years, I will go ahead and take Christian McCaffrey here at number 10, simply because that ceiling is so high. And if he's healthy, he's he's in contention to be yeah. the top player in fantasy. And in the four games he plays for you, he is going to produce. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Right. On a per-game basis, if we were to argue that, he's the most prolific scorer in the history of fantasy football. Uh, you want to talk about change. They, yeah, they need to get guys that can block, and if they, if they can do that, and if they settle their quarterback position, then maybe at will open up for Carolina. Sam Darnold is on the books for $18.8 million. Mm, yum. All right, Harmon, your last pick of our first round of our fantasy draft will be? Ready to continue our theme of taking a lot of guys out of the NFC North? DeAndre Oh, Swift. I was hoping he was going to drop the 12. Oh, geez. The, the fighting Campbells. They, I like the direction, and with no 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 Anthony Lynn there uh, to, well, really bog down things. And, and he was a placeholder. He was just collected a check towards the end there. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what they are in year two. It may be an absolute train wreck, but this guy's uh, ceiling is very, very high uh, if things break right. And it's nice to say first-round Detroit Lion fantasy draft pick yeah this is i will have the the final pick and i really wish deandre swift was uh was sticking around there for me i was hoping and in the end it does does not work out so i am going to have to go another direction and it's pretty crazy to think but the 17 game schedule does kind of skew a few things uh tyree kill is still out there but honestly after a 1200 yard season 
kind of looked at as a down year for for uh, Tyreek Hill, considering the the other seasons that that he's had. Did not break the double digit mark when it comes to to touchdowns. There's a couple of Bengals there that I'm looking at. I will go. Man, <laughs> it's tough. Well, because even you mentioned it, mentioning Tyreek Hill, right? You look at the way his season progressed. You got a couple of huge, like the aggregate is there, but it's a couple of games. Yes. Like we're not playing best ball for the season. So that slot gets you that amount of points. Week to week, he was a detriment in a lot of leagues. Yes, yes. Particularly given where he was drafted. You know, you know, I, I this is, it's a, it's a PPR league. So that is going to, to, to end up somewhat altering it. I will go with Tyreek Hill at number 12. I will just I will take a bit of a bounce back that maybe the Chiefs straighten things up. Still don't know if their running game is what it is. I think that there are serious questions about about Travis Kelsey, but this is the old guy get off my lawn guy who's not ready to pull the trigger on some of the young guns that are there. And and honestly, I still think that he is option number 1 in Kansas City. So uh, with everything that has played out, if Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, I would at least feel safe with having Tyree kill the uh, this season. Huge number of receptions. Yards just weren't necessarily there. Big plays weren't there. As Mike said, at times he was an absolute stinker for you, but I'll still take him over what's uh what is still there there are a lot of good guys that are still remaining by the way well but that's it not to you know look ahead too much to round two i really thought you were going to do all the tyreek hill and then just say yeah i'll take travis (laughs) kelsey well what i didn't want to do is this is this is what i hate guys and and we can wrap it up with this is the guy in the draft that tells you the nine guys he was considering sure 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 and then so no matter what no matter what, this guy staked claim to nine guys no, to sure. take credit for, even though eight of them are not on his team because they've gone to everybody else. <laughs> so I don't want to sit there and run down the names of all the guys no, that absolutely. are there because guess what? Ryan will pick the one right after me. You'll pick the one, and there'll be a couple of others that are left for me. So I didn't want to name names, but I also hate, oh, I was going to take him. Well, then why didn't you? Because you're about to take nine other guys. All righty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. 
Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to Ryan's first pick of the second round and 13th overall, this was like a real draft to me, guys, because I started to have remorse, literally <laughs> buyer's remorse, over my pick. And actually, a couple of picks. There was the Alvin Kamara over Austin Eckler, but really, it was the Tyreek Hill selection at number 12. And when I made the pick, I was, I was wondering, I'm like, do I go here? Do I go there? And in the end... I just said Tyreek Hill, but not even 24 hours after, I was having some remorse on picking Tyreek Hill at number 12. So this is no different than actually doing a fantasy draft when I look back and say, what the heck was I doing there? I, I mean, that the, I already had buyer's remorse from the first round of our fantasy draft, so there's probably going to be more to come in the next five rounds. Ryan, start building the image uh, image and sound for buyer's remorse. Right, that's, for that is twenty twenty two. We can absolutely do that on a weekly <laughs> basis. It's, it writes itself. It's perfect. Buyer's remorse, by the way, that or buyer sell are the puns that See, people always give me for like shows that I or segments that I should do uh, with my last name. 
That's uh, it's buyer's remorse, and I had buyer's remorse for this one, but it's that. Better than I got. Or buyer's remorse. The only thing anybody asked me, are you related to the guy from NCIS? (laughs) No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got to step up to the mic. You know? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's other ones. All sorts of things with Mike that we can do. Yeah, yeah. Mike's Sweet. magic, his ninjas, and then I'll be standing there in a thong. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, not bad. Sounds hot. Love it. Hey, man, there's there's some percentage of the audience that would get fired up about that. <laughs> Might be small. Harman, Wait, the percentage of people that would get. No. <laughs> this podcast is NSFW. No, let's uh, let's get it going. All right, round number two. By the way, we're going to be doing a round each week until the final episode of the podcast, which is going to be right after Super Bowl 56. So we'll have six rounds to get you set for 2022. Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock at number 13 overall. Well, I'm curious to hear who you uh, probably would have taken instead of Tyreek Hill once you sort of analyze that decision. If I was you... I would take this player here at 12. In fact, I I could see this guy going as high as seven. I will tell you this. I will, mm-hmm. I will say this, not to interrupt. Yes. I will tell you when the guy is picked. Okay. Okay. So, perfect. And if, and if he lasts to me in the next one, then I would obviously take him. Sure. But I will tell you. Go ahead. So I, I can see this guy going as high as in the middle of the first round, as, as high as six or seven. I will take Joe Mixon here at number 13. Uh, I think because of how incredibly powerful the Bengals offense was in the back half of the season. Joe Mixon also was the third highest running back but at, at the end at season's end. So I think Joe Mixon is looking at just our back half of the first round here. You could comfortably take him really anywhere in there. So I'm going Joe Mixon here. All right. Joe Mixon is off the board at number 13. That was not who I was debating over. Uh, Mike Harmon, you're up at number 14. Well, I celebrate his entire catalog, or more so, I celebrate his quarterback, uh, and he's made him, oh, the, that much uh, more accomplished. Uh, so Stefan Diggs gets the nod for me here next. Ooh, Stefan Diggs is in at number 14 as uh, the running back wide receiver combo has been uh, a constant theme. I would not have taken Stefan Diggs. So the guy that I was debating on taking, I will take right here. It was Jamar Chase of the there Cincinnati Bengals. That was my debate. Yeah. Yep. That's the, again. It's it's youth. There's that factor of it, but I think that when you have the talent like a Justin Jefferson uh, that I took earlier in the draft, we saw what he did in his second season. I think Jamar Chase can continue to have that and that rapport with the Bengals should continue. Now Cincinnati will have a tougher schedule. Than they uh, than they had uh, this past season, but still, it didn't stop them from playing Green Bay to overtime and and beating the Vikings like they did in Week One. So I take Jamar Chase at number fifteen overall. As uh, we have a run on Bengals early in the second round, Ryan Bershinger, you are up with pick number sixteen. There's a couple interesting names here, but uh, I I think just strictly going off of value. And also, I've only taken running back, so why not keep that going? I will take Nick Chubb here at 15 because uh, you're, you're still going to get a steady workload there. You might get an improvement at quarterback. Who knows? But with the way that that offense works through their running backs, I will take Nick Chubb, who will who will give you strong production throughout the season. See, I like that you brought up the quarterback. Who, who are you bringing in that's better? Even if you hate Baker, who's better that's going to be on the market? 
That's the question I keep asking everybody, right? When we talk about coaches and quarterbacks, who's out there that's better? As much as I may stand for Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think everybody's going to be on my side with that. Uh, Beyond that, uh, the shirtless Ryan Fitzpatrick, does he get released from uh, and go back to where it all began in in, in Ohio and go to Cleveland instead of Cincinnati? I still think Aaron Rodgers is an option for Cleveland. I really do. I I know it's – we don't know what's going to happen, but I just I, I think he could be the savior that ends up coming to town and saves things. If no matter how it ends at Green Bay, I still think Rogers to Cleveland is a possibility. Ooh, I like that. I've got a bottle of champagne in my fridge that will get popped if that happens. You know, <laughs> given my Chicago ties and Bears fandom. But if I'm Green Bay, I'm going to tell him, you know what, you can go hang out in Hawaii with Miles Teller again. We're not trading you. You're retiring <laughs> if you don't want to play for us. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we we shall see. But I like Nick Chubb as well. Nick Chubb just gives you points, and that's that's all that you can ask for. Those, you know, PPR stuff sometimes clouds it because he's not going to give you eight receptions in a game. Sure, but he's going to give you a hundred yards usually, and he's probably going to get in the end zone more often than not. All right, I'll All go right, back Mike, uh, for up. my hybrid guy at number 17. I uh, mentioned him that he was going to come off, and, well, he's still there for me. So Debo Samuel as a running back slash wide mm. receiver. Uh, guy does a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's only he starts throwing the ball, too, then look out. But uh, the way he's been used and the identity of that squad, uh, I think he's just set up to be a special player for a while. There's a situation that I'm sitting there trying to decide at number 18, and it's more because we don't know who the coach is going to be, but we do know the talent is there. I am going to go Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos. Sure. I I actually think, it. you know, we made jokes throughout the season, guys, of how evenly split that backfield was for Denver, and for as frustrating as it was for fantasy purposes – I still think it probably did Javante Williams some good in not taking the wear and tear and have him run into the ground. And Melvin Gordon seemed fine with things. And maybe they figure out a way where Melvin Gordon comes back. But honestly, I, I, I just don't see it. I think that, that Williams probably takes more of the more of the workload. And whoever comes in is going to have a bell cow of a running back in Javante Williams. So I'm going to go Javante Williams at 18th overall. All right, Ryan Bershinger, you're up at number 19. So here I'm going to go with a guy who probably could have gone at any point in the second round. Uh, I'll take Travis Kelsey here at number 19, the the first tight end to come off the board. He'll still give you uh, probably tight end one numbers. It just seems like it doesn't slow down at all for Travis Kelsey. So I'll take him here. Especially now that he throws touchdowns too. I mean, how insane is that? Here's I'm going to, okay. I'm going to say this, Ryan, I don't want to be too harsh on you. This is going to sound really harsh. Uh Uh-huh. I think this is Ryan's first bad pick of the draft. Okay. Boom. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> no, you guys are supposed to go like, woo. No, no, no. I love it. It's okay. I just, I, I'm just happy that every have, other pick has been good, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've loved all of them, and I think they've been, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. I just question. I had Travis Kelsey this past season, and there was some you know talk about maybe a stinger slowing him down. Obviously, after the wild card game, you're like, geez, what, you know, like that's the Travis Kelsey that we all know. But the Chiefs, again, are in the long game. Mm. And there have been times where 
Um, you know, we've seen some Blake Bell. We've seen some other stuff. Not that they've taken his spot. You just wonder what another year could do. And when you see some of the emergence of other guys, I just wonder – I just wonder about Travis Kelsey, who is getting up there in age a little bit. So I just I, I wonder about that. But I, I just I had to I had to bring it up because we can't just all pat each other on the back. Right. I mean, especially with my awful pick so far. No, no, I've, but, I, uh, look, but I've, yeah, no, I, I've I'm done curious, nothing, uh, curious huge, about Travis Kelsey in 2022. Yeah, I've just done huge gambles. Yeah, it'll be year 10 for him. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I think will be interesting to watch with the extra game and. And obviously we keep an eye out for when, you know, game 18 shows up on the radar, guys, is that load management may find its way <laughs> to the National Football League here. Yeah. When you look at the way attrition was and for some teams, again, playing the long game, like you say here with Kelsey, I wonder how many teams that extends to before it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I think I actually I, I that's a great point because I think that you could start to see it. It's a long haul in the regular season. All right, Kelsey's off the board. Harmon, you're up at number 20. Now, I'm going to go with a, a little bit of the price shot, and based on what I saw on Monday night, it was the reemergence of the identity that I thought needed to be there for the Rams and for Sean McVay. So I'm going to go with Cam Akers. And hope that what I saw as a base here is the jumping off point for a huge 22. I was hoping Cam Akers would fall, but alas, it does not happen. Because I've, I, to see how fresh he looked. Yes. He looked really good. (laughs) I mean, and, and you know, the Rams will want to run the ball no matter what they do. Yeah. He was. He looked really good. There was, by the way, talk about like the most anti-fantasy football season that you could have. Cam Akers didn't play in any weeks but week 18 and now the playoffs. Like that, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. when you play fantasy, you're like, just be there weeks one through 17. Everything else, who cares about when you talk about <laughs> fantasy guys? But Cam Akers was the exact opposite of that. Very, very uh, frustrating. No All question. right. Cam Akers uh, is the pick for Mike Harmon. That puts me on the clock once again. You know, when you look at the wide receiver position, there isn't – there's a lot of young names. I mentioned C.D. Lamb would be earlier. If this was a year ago, I'd probably jump on C.D. Lamb because I would just think like, man, I can, you know, can't imagine what he's going to do in his second year. There just seemed to be something a little off there. And there's also something a little off somewhere else, Um, not in Dallas, but in Seattle. But based on pure talent and size, you'd have to think that DK Metcalf would get on the right track. I'm going to go DK Metcalf at number 21 and uh, just hope that Seattle figures out the quarterback situation, whether it's Russell Wilson staying or if Russell Wilson leaves. But just based on pure talent on where we are right now, I would bet on them figuring something out even though he was a huge disappointment, just the size and speed is something that I couldn't turn down. So I'm going to go DK Metcalf at number 21. Okay, so we had a Manning cast related to the wild card, super wild card weekend. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was on, and the uh, the Cardinals got blown out. Now, while he's not active, he will always be associated with the Cardinals. Uh, so the Manning curse continues. That means the next movie or product The Rock puts out is going to suck. 
even though he had that cool T-Rex head behind him. That I, I researched it, guys. Uh, it was bought anonymously for $32 million in 2020. Oh. So there you go. Uh, stand behind him there. Uh, and then you had Russell Wilson was guest number three. So what does that mean with no games being played right now for Russell Wilson? He's, he's already started his uh, looking at other options. Which is uh, <laughs> which sure really shouldn't have any, does he? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just sure interesting when you're sitting there. And, I mean, I know uh, they're firing a, a bunch of the defensive staff. Oh man, well they got a lot of yes guys there, you know. Sure. Ken Norton Jr. and uh, is their defensive coordinator. Anyway, I, I I'm gonna put DK Metcalf <laughs> in that it. conversation uh, just because of what a freak athlete he is. So he goes at number 21. All right. Here at 22, I'm thinking of a couple different things, but I think I'm going to go with what I feel is the safer pick. Um, I want a piece of the Chargers offense in year three with Justin Herbert behind the behind the, the, the helm again. So uh, I'll take Keenan Allen here at 22. Mm. Stats for days, baby. Stats for days. You'd have to think that he would uh, continue his – uh, producing ways when you have, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert. And who knows what Mike Williams' situation is going to be. Uh, there could be a lot more targets for Keenan Allen if Mike Williams plays elsewhere next year. Sure. All right, so from pick number 23, number of options on the board and a number of them that I just categorically dismiss going, I don't like you and I don't like you, where I need to pick right now. You know, the options uh, and, you know, running back, usually the king in these draft points. So there's a couple that I look at. And then I look at a guy who's essentially a wide receiver and he had a bunch of injury issues this year. Uh, but I'm going to take Darren Waller. Mm. Upset the apple cart a little bit here. I wondered if Mark Andrews was going to be second, and he is not. I mean, when it comes to tight ends. Yeah, he was almost my pick, you know, because he's now got the all-time mark uh, for receiving yards in a season by a Ravens receiver. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strong history there that you've got there. <laughs> here with, uh, oh, gosh, why am I – why am I? Who was who was number eighty four? It was Lewis. Who am I forgetting? What wasn't it? Um, oh, I am gonna have to look this up because now I'm trying to think of old Ravens receivers, and I got to go Baltimore Ravens. Well, you had Clayton was there. You had uh, who am I thinking of? Why it's gonna? I, I'm gonna bring it up right you had here. Travis right Taylor. Of. You had. <laughs> Steve uh, Smith, you had Anquan. Oh, yeah, Derek Bowles. Mason's the all-time. Derek Mason, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, why am – Jermaine Lewis, that's who it Jermaine, was. Jermaine, sure. Jermaine Lewis. I know you're listening on the podcast screaming, Jermaine Lewis, you idiot. The great Jermaine Todd Lewis. Oh, yes. Uh, Jermaine Lewis. Just put that, it – it, I mean, to put their history as the Ravens in perspective, Dennis Pitta is the sixth – uh, leading receiver and ter- with 224 career receptions. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Mason, Todd Heap, and Torrey Smith. Uh, then you there can you get go. to Mark Andrews. Heck, Ray Rice is up there on yeah. uh, on a bunch of categories. All right, Darren Waller goes off the board. So the final pick 
And this will leave you guys salivating because uh, there are probably a bunch of guys that you're looking at and you're mm-hmm. saying, man, I hope I can get them in round three when we do this next week. Mike, you mentioned the running back position. I don't want to name guys that I am passing on because I just, I'd rather just name the guy I'm going to take. And I think he actually had a pretty decent end to the season, which didn't, and was it a great healthy campaign, was dinged up, uh, kind of hampered by it, but did have Was it a 100 yard games. game against the Bears? The, uh, the, That's a joke. <laughs> the, the, the guy that I am going to take is Antonio Gibson Love of him. the Washington soon-to-be Commanders, or whatever their nickname is going to be. We think it's going to be Commanders, but I will take Antonio Gibson, who ended up uh, scoring, having 146 yards in the final game of the year against the uh, the New York Giants. Also had a nice game against the Seahawks. Had a good game against Tampa, getting in the end zone a couple of times, even against that tough run defense. But Antonio Gibson will be my pick at number 24. Is he still learning the running back position in D.C.? Not too shabby for a guy who was uh, supposed to be out with a shin injury as of week eight. <laughs> yeah, he, and he, he you know, played through pretty much most of everything and uh, maybe didn't give everybody that drafted him including myself, the uh, production. However, I do think his usage at the end of the year in spots uh, shows that there is some promise there for Antonio Gibson. So that is wrapping up our second round of our 2022 fantasy draft. So to recap, Ryan took Joe Mixon, Mike went Stephon Diggs, I took Jamar Chase, then it went Nick Chubb, Debo Samuel, Javante Williams, Travis Kelsey, Cam Akers, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, and then at number 24, Antonio Gibson. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Mike, as we are just on the verge of starting our third round, there are some interesting names out there. Anything stand out to you as we enter the third round and what we could see in our next 12 picks that we make in our 2022 fantasy draft? Well, one thing it shows, the the three of us have decided uh, we're not jumping on quarterbacks immediately, right? Which yes. has been, been a trend the last couple of years. Go up and get your guy, even though – you know, that muddled mess behind, what, 5 through 12 don't have much variance to them at all. So that, that certainly is the case. Uh, we've got two tight ends that have already come off the board. I would suspect they'll be joined again, top-heavy kind of list there. Uh, but, you know, patience uh, when it comes to guys in the, in the unknowns, right? Christian McCaffrey goes 10. I see in a number of industry things – uh, popping off for the next year, he's still a top four or five guy on most sites. Hmm. And I'm like, all right, not only are you worried about his injuries, but who the hell's slinging the rock there? Yeah. And what does it look like? And if they're bringing in dudes that ran the Giants' offense, like if McAdoo shows up there, 
Really? Suddenly that's going to be the thing that catapults them to greatness. Come on. It's either going to uh, work in a spectacular fashion or fail miserably. And I, I just I am on the side of not trusting Christian McCaffrey. Plus, I just think there are a lot of other names that are more reliable that you can get uh, ahead of him. You mentioned injuries. That's what I think this third round is going to be about because now you're starting to see guys – some that may have missed a good part of the season or all of the season that could be in the conversation and, and coming back from injuries. There are certain names. Cam Akers, as Ryan mentioned, did go in the, the second round, uh, 20th overall in our draft. But there are other names that pop up. I also think that there are injury-prone players that are in this third round. So uh, let's uh, let's see what we have to offer. Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock. It goes Ryan, Mike, and then myself, and then we just continue in that order. All right, Bersh, as you look at these players that are ahead of you with 24 players in the rearview mirror, what are you focusing on on pick number 25? Well, as Mike mentioned, tight end is, is super top-heavy. And I think over the last few years especially, I've started to more subscribe to the strategy of getting a very strong tight end to not have a hole in your roster. It's very easy, very easy to get stuck with a hole at tight end. And you look at last year at tight end, like Dawson Knox was tight end four on the season. Mm-hmm. And and in terms of total points, sure, yeah, he, he ended up there. But he had weeks where he was downright terrible, including mm-hmm. a zero in week 17. So... Uh, I want to get a steady tight end, and you have a guy available right now who was tight end one on the season. So I'm going to take Mark Andrews here at 25. So Burst does not subscribe to the. I'll just take Evan Ingram late in the uh, in the draft <laughs> and watch him surprise everyone like everybody has wished for the last five years. So Mark Andrews tight end number three now off the board after Waller and Kelsey went. Mike Harmon, you're up at number twenty six. Back in. Well, I mean, look, if we're gonna, why don't we do a, a veritable tight end run then? Mm. And, and give me my uh, my Iowa boy. All right. Noah Fant. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do like Noah Fant. Noah Fant probably is a go. top six uh, guy when it's all said and done. So would you, Dallas Clark. W- yeah. <laughs> Again, Marv Cook, who always made it into those Look Iowa tight end graphics. Now we're at like seven guys, well, just like that. Well, that is that is good Iowa that, tight end knowledge. That's boy. what they would do. We they, didn't even get a Hawkinson in yet. <laughs> they, they, they had this great run with uh, Fant, Hawkinson, Kittle, and then Dallas Clark, obviously. But to like fill out the graphics. They would throw Marv Cook in there from uh, the the 80s and 90s in the New England Patriots back when we didn't mind the Patriots. George Kittle goes uh, number 26 overall in tight end number four. Kittle is off the board. That brings me uh, up to the plate. And I I had actually been debating this, and I'm not going to – I think that there will be a bounce back. I know that there could be a change. I don't know if there will be a change, though, after what we saw a little over a week and a half ago. The first Dallas Cowboy off the board will be CeeDee Lamb. I am going to take CeeDee Lamb at number 27. I know that there there are other Dallas Cowboys that could be available, including Ezekiel Elliott, but I trust CeeDee Lamb more of the breakout uh, year that we expected his sophomore season to maybe come next season. Give me CeeDee Lamb at number 27. I like that. Not to belabor the Dallas point, we have plenty of offseason to uh, bandy this about, uh, but how different does that squad look, right? Are they able to get someone to take Elliott's contract? Mm-hmm. 
is Amari Cooper back? Because obviously Jerry Jones hates him. Yes, he does. He was mad at him because he was unvaccinated, not available to him for yep. a stretch. And then the disappearing act at times, and then, well, you, you finish terribly. Uh, so someone's got to go, especially after you've said all the right things and brought them in and paid them a lot of money. We know that Jerry Jones doesn't want to be hanging with Mr. Cooper. We'll see if that happens <laughs> in 2022. All right, Ryan Bershinger, you are back up at pick number 28 overall. Yeah, this is an interesting spot because I'm looking at guys who have kind of battled with injuries. As you mentioned, Dan, we're going to be seeing a lot of that in this round here. I'm going to go ahead and take A.J. Brown, and I'm going to bet on his ceiling, bet on his talent. We saw what he could do in uh, in, in Week 16, uh, closing out the season there. at had a huge game when he came back after being injured for a few weeks. The talent is there. He's just got to stay healthy, so I'm going to take A.J. Brown here. Let's also be real. If A.J. Brown doesn't have the game that he has on Saturday, maybe we are moving him down a little bit in the rankings to see where the uh, the Titan wide receiver goes. But in looking at the other names out there, I think that, uh, yeah, A.J. Brown is, is definitely worthy of a pick at this point. But I do think that this past weekend helped his uh, helped his draft spot. Top of mind, no question about it. I had him as a uh, WR5 uh, for this past year, so clearly uh, I liked him. I want yeah. to like him even Three more. Three awesome games. Yeah. And then the rest, and well, now four with the, the loss to, to Cincinnati in the playoffs, but that's what you got from him. But even looking at Ryan Tannehill, there were a number of balls that he threw, including the touchdown to, to Brown, where you're like, see, this guy can sling it. And then he does things like after, yeah, now we're going back to the playoff stuff. Uh, how, how do you have Dante Foreman give you a 45-yard run, uh, then throw that interception? And how does Foreman only have four carries in the game, Dan Byer? Yeah, I, ask you I was surprised about that. <laughs> I, I thought it would be more of a split workload than it was, actually. And, uh, yeah, they just they gave Henry Henry everything. Not that it was the difference, but to your point of, yeah, if you're going to do that and that's what got you to the playoffs, why would you change? Yeah, he was able to carry you for half a year to the number one seed as part of your offense. Uh, but what do I know? I'm just a dope on the radio uh all right let's get back into it so edwards kittle lamb brown gone thus far uh this seems like a, a spot to try to figure out and read the tea leaves of a guy with a big workload left at the running back position uh and while i will be called a homer i'll take david montgomery mm. hey matt Nagy's not there to screw it up anymore it's true that I I was curious because I think that there is another name out there on if you were to go this name or go David Montgomery. I will be honest, when I took Antonio Gibson number 24, I had considered David Montgomery in that spot, uh, which then just completely doesn't explain why I took C.D. Lamb at 27. That's but okay. I ended up taking C.D. Lamb at 27. You liked C.D. Lamb. And, and, and at pick number 30, since you took Montgomery, who was going to uh, be my pick if you didn't take him, I know this is a bit of a reach, but I still think that you talk about workload. It will be there if he is healthy. And I will take Saquon Barkley at number 30. With having no idea what's going to happen with the Giants coaching situation, he is still Saquon Barkley. And if you can straighten some stuff out in the offseason, when we did our pod a few weeks ago when we were talking about coaching changes, I think with his contract, you're going to want to figure out in the uh, the future of Saquon Barkley in New York. Uh, this is the time to find out. This is what you want to find out, what you've got. So put him to work. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley at number 30. Uh, RB15 in our there rankings as we move to pick number 31 with Ryan Bershinger. 
I, I like that Saquon pick, actually. I was about to do that, so I, I, I endorse it. And I think that the, the other running backs available right now, it's weird because you have steady guys and strong offenses. You have guys who were first-round picks this last season and uh, might be having too much of a workload at the moment um, or, or not enough of a workload at the moment. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here because I think his his uh, his workload is very high. He gets targeted like crazy, and uh, you know they've they've got to have a better quarterback maybe <laughs> than than uh, than, than no arm. See, I already had Robert my analysis Porter. written for this one. Merge, you falling to me. Someone well, will be able to get the ball five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Yes. I, it I, opens up. <laughs> I, I appreciate Ryan Bershinger having a pick ready after I took Barkley because if it was like a guy in our league, he would jump right back into his magazine because he only had plan A. <laughs> like there was no plan B. And once plan A went off the board, he started from scratch and started back at zero and started over again. So I appreciate you having a backup plan with of that. Of course, always have a backup. All right, Deontay Johnson is a wide receiver 12. Mike Harmon up with five more picks in our third round of our 2022 fantasy draft. Well, I'll assume he's back and healthy, um, and I'm going back through the board making sure he hasn't been picked, but uh, give me DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, he is available. One of the names as well when we talk about injury-wise on where you want to take a guy. Uh, he was uh, he was he was foremost on my mind. Him and another guy that hasn't been picked yet were actually the two names that really popped out. And Saquon Barkley, when we talked about guys who were injured or deal with injuries, DeAndre Hopkins was one of those guys. I have one more guy, and maybe we're kindred spirits and thinking the same way. Uh, one thing I would want to know: I mean, Kingsbury, show me your plan for playing in the second half of a season. I'll sit back and wait. <laughs> so will I. So will uh, so will Steve Kime. Uh, you Michael shouldn't Bidwell. be there, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> All right. This See, is... there I called for a job. Uh... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are a lot of good names on the board. And this is a decision that I actually have to face in one of my leagues when it comes to, to keepers. Ooh. I have to do an either or, and it usually isn't wise. And, and Ryan Bershinger started out as we started this draft kind of talking about this. I'm going to take the first quarterback off the board, and it may be recency bias, but Josh Allen goes off the board at number 33. When you just saw what he did in the these two playoff games that they had, it makes you think like, oh, my goodness, could you imagine having that for 16 or 17 weeks of a fantasy season? So Josh Allen is going to be QB1 off of our board. Number Very 33 nicely. overall. So it took 32 picks until a uh, 33 picks until a quarterback was finally taken. All right. Final three picks of our third round of our fantasy draft. Make these count, guys, because this is what you're going to be kicking yourself for over uh, the next week until we get to round number four. Make these picks count. Ryan Bershinger, you're up at number 34. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Evans here because mm. if Chris Godwin doesn't come back, he's then the clear number one in this offense. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I don't know. He may retire. He probably won't. I still think that uh, they're going to find a way to get Mike Evans the ball a ton in that offense. So I'll take Evans here. I have no idea how Tom Brady would walk away from this after the season he just had. I didn't like, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. No, I was going to say that story. Like it just, it's, it's so NFL insiders do this because they want it for that Sunday. That wasn't like a story, Mike, that popped up at ten o'clock Saturday night, 
and then was need, needed to be broken at that point or early the next morning. You know, this has been sitting there, and it just tells me then it's not really a story. Like, if you're waiting to unveil that, you know, six hours before kickoff of, right. you know, the Tampa game to make it a conversation for your pregame show, uh, that to me just then tells me maybe it's not as much of a story as we thought it was. No, I just kind of shrugged. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I looked at doing the morning show with Bucky Brooks. We'd gone through a ton of stuff, right? Obviously, a lot of breakdown, a lot of Rogers uh, podcast up, iHeartRadio. Radio app and anywhere you get your podcast, go grab it, give it five stars. We'll love you forever and evangelize to your friends. Uh, like, look, I took Rogers apart uh, nine thousand different ways, but at some point, I looked at Bucky in a break. I go, "Do you care to talk about this?" And he laughed. He goes, "It's a big deal now." <laughs> <laughs> so I think we made a similar joke on air and just went in to analyze the game. It's like, really? Let's start talking about the history of Kyle Trask, everybody. <laughs> it's like, no. All right, Mike Evans, though. Um, yeah, wing it up. Uh, and Brady still had the arm strength to get it to him downfield uh, as Jalen Jalen Ramsey uh, kind of disappeared on that coverage now, didn't he? Uh, but we, we move forward. Now, there, there's a number of guys that I, I like in the next spot, uh, but they, they don't really dis- – spread apart i wanted josh allen but you stole him from me jerk uh and uh you may steal a guy from me because i have someone targeted at 36 so so. i'm gonna take a wide receiver that we haven't seen in a very very long time oh oh okay and i am going to roll the dice that this works now there's another guy i like and i'm curious to see what the quarterback position is and what the new regime is uh lots of money to spend you know all that fun stuff but i'm going to go out on, on a, and roll the dice that calvin ridley finds himself in Ooh. another spot and ready to play football oh wow calvin ridley off the board i've heard some new england connections with calvin ridley we don't think he's going to be back in atlanta Just a curiosity. You know, there's a bunch of guys that are kind of the same, and I'm looking at, all right, where's my upside? Where's Mm -hmm. my potential push uh, at this point in the draft? And so there, I'll I'll roll the dice there. Why? Because it's spicy, and Bursch can uh, put it in there going, what do you think of this? There you go, Bursch. (laughs) All right. Uh, This is, by the way, I I think that we, like with, with Ridley, there is a line at the wide receiver position and I think like we have now crossed it. There, there, there's, there's a name that I think I, you know, what, I'm not going to pick him here. I will tell you who it is in the fourth round. But I think that we've crossed that line of being now we're into the next group of wide receivers. Like I think that that is that is where we are in this draft. So I am avoiding the wide receiver position. If he stays healthy, I would be very, very happy to have Elijah Mitchell at number 36. I like that. So I'm going to go the 49ers running back, and I think he keeps the job. Uh, no matter what they've they've done, considering the way that he runs and how he has run this season and the, how much San Francisco likes to run, I would take Elijah Mitchell uh, 36. There, are, there, there was a wide receiver that I really liked, and I'll write it down, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about it in the fourth round. But I think when, once Ridley went off the board – now you just kind of started not to see just guys, not Jags as we like to say, but there just there wasn't as much separation as I thought with the with the other guys that were taken. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Mitchell pick, the wide receiver position, right? They're all kind of the same, and it's trying to figure out where where's the upside. Yeah, like I got one guy on, on my brain where I'm like, all right, we saw some good, but there's potential for this to be unlocked 
if everything breaks right. But it's a question of, well, does it? But we'll, I'm sure, tackle that uh, in the next 12 picks. Uh, no question. But Elijah Mitchell, I mean, look, the 49ers are still playing, and a lot of it is his emergence, right? When Mostert went down and it was going to be a committee situation, and it is to a degree because, right, uh, Debo Samuel is RB1 at times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you look at Mitchell, tough yardage and trust. Well, uh, that that staff has in him. No, there, I think there's also there could also be the counter an, uh, answer if Trey Lance ends up getting the job. How much does Elijah Mitchell's maybe goal line work be affected, or just uh, even running the football? I don't think it'll change that much, but something to look at in the off season. So for the Elijah Mitchell uh, detractors that would be something that they would point to. All right, that wraps up our third round. So we are halfway through. It means we have three more podcasts left in the uh, season. Uh, they will come out every Tuesdays. We're now doing them weekly. Big thanks to Ryan Bershinger uh, and Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, any final thoughts, Bersh, from what you saw in the draft? I'll let you go. Get them on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger, these 12 picks. Any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, as Harmon mentioned, I think Elijah Mitchell, I think that's a great spot for him. And I could see that stock rising even higher as we get closer to the season where there's more certainty in terms of his role. As you were talking about with receivers, Dan, there's a couple receivers that I wasn't crazy about taking in the third round, but I would absolutely love as fourth round picks. And uh, I, I think it's one more thing. It's interesting. The, the kind of elephants in the room at the moment. You've got Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones, guys who were taken in the first round of this last season, and you watch their their stock continue to kind of fall as you saw their other counterparts mm-hmm. and running back uh, uh, excel in the way. Yeah, the guys in the tandem outplayed them. Yeah, so <laughs> it's so it's it's so interesting where the name feels like you should be taking him around this time, but you look at it logically and you're like, no, I just it doesn't feel right. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys end up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So we continue with the draft, not changing up our order at all. Ryan Bershinger picks, then Mike picks, and then I pick. So Ryan Bershinger, you have the first pick in the fourth round. You've been on the clock for a week, so this better be a good selection. (laughs) This better be a good selection. Who are you taking with the first pick in the fourth round of the 2022 fantasy football draft? Oh, by the way, PPR Hmm. scoring league. That's how we are are doing this. Who do you take in the top of the uh, fourth round? It's funny because I actually have been thinking about this over the past week. You should. Um, It's a big deal. (laughs) Because I'm looking at the way that our draft has gone, and I'm looking at kind of a a handful of rankings online that are early rankings for next season. And there are a handful of guys that are ranked in the 20s to 30s that we haven't taken yet, and a couple guys that we have kind of debated over into into how we should approach them this season. Um, I'm going to take one of those guys right now, and that's Aaron Jones here Mm. at 37. The reasoning here I have uh, is one, obviously, yes, A.J. Dillon's presence in the Packers offense does make a difference to to Aaron Jones's workload. We saw that in the back half of the season. But the talent is there. The investment into Aaron Jones is there. Uh, he's still going to get a ton of touches. He's still going to get a ton of opportunities in an offense that could possibly still retain Aaron Rodgers and still right. be uh, a very strong offense. And my reasoning, too, is I'm also I'm also understanding the reason why we've seen Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and and some of these guys fall in our draft is we're not only approaching this as overall rankings for next season, but we are three guys who are going to be drafting in fantasy football leagues next season. And I think that that's something that people should take into account when they listen to this, because 
our hesitancy to take Aaron Jones or Zeke in that top 36 is going to translate to your leagues. People are going to be hesitant to yeah. taking to taking these guys, yeah. even if the rankings have them higher. So I think that that's an approach that that people need to understand as they listen to this. Is it's not only about the rankings that we're we're kind of assembling. It's also the fact that we're three guys drafting and we're showing you what sort of mindsets guys are going to have in your drafts. All right, so Aaron Jones off the board. That's RB17 at number 37. Mike Harmon, you pick at number 38. I am on the board. You know, I I almost drafted him in our last round, and here I'm going to take Jalen Waddell. And the reason and rationale is that there will be a change at quarterback. And while the opportunities may go down right he had a ridiculous target account uh tar- target account like i'm buying stuff online. <laughs> uh tar- target count I-, I swallowed the word count so it sounded like a count in at least how it played in my head um is that i think the quality goes up and the offense is more prolific again owing to what ryan just said of trying to read tea leaves of who's going where and how things fit together, right? It's a snapshot in time as the three of us uh, congregate here. The Jalen Waddle pick is actually when I considered when I took Elijah Mitchell at 36. Just even if it's if Tua is the quarterback, then the volume's going to be there. Volume's still there. But mm-hmm. yeah, but Mike looking at more of the upside. We talked about this the end of the third round, specifically at the wide receiver position at a point where you kind of I think you draw a line. Like I, I, I do think that there's a difference between Jalen Waddell and Calvin Ridley and Mike Evans, who we, you know, just ended up taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady's likely retirement uh, affects how I would look at Chris Godwin, especially coming off that knee injury. Looks like the Bucks do want him back, but who knows? So I'm going to stay away, kind of, from the wide receiver position. But I'll go to a different question mark. You want to talk about season-ending injuries? This season-ending injury happened at the start of the season. I'm going J.K. Dobbins, uh, Ravens yeah. running back, at number. 39. I still think they're going to run the ball. He will have basically a full year to recover. So that's a, that's another portion of it that that well, hopefully Cam Akers is laughing at him. Yeah, right. I'm in this right? Super Bowl. Cam, Cam Akers, you know, ended up being an RB12 for us, going 20th overall. So we aren't we aren't scared about that. So I'm going J.K. Dobbins at number 39 as a running back, 18, just because I think the workload will be there, and I am not concerned about the uh, the knee injury that he suffered in the preseason. So Dobbins off the board, number 40, Bershinger, you are back up. Uh, I absolutely agree on Dobbins. I was about to, to take him there as well. So I, Me I, too. So I there. Know. There we yeah. go. There we go. Nice it's job, Dan. Um, great pick by Dan once again. Pick. We've That's said right. that throughout this draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> really celebrating your whole catalog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will go with a wide receiver here. I'm going to take T. Higgins here. At 40 overall, he would be a wide receiver 17. And uh, yeah, I think we saw his explosion uh, in the end of the season. And I think that obviously that Bengals offense is going to roll like crazy next year. So I'll take T Higgins here. Uh, T Higgins off the board. All right. Because I like price shots and opportunity, right? We have the guy who missed a year in Dobbins, Higgins, right? Everybody looks at Jamar Chase, but T Higgins with a very, very, very nice year as well. Uh, I'm going to go to a guy who uh, either they fix everything or, and he comes back or he gets dealt somewhere else. And that's Michael Thomas. Mm. Uh, they're in salary cap hell. As of right now, they have to shed what? $71 million or something like that um, to make it all work. 
and who knows what the coaching staff looks like or anything as we sit down to record this, but a guy who was still a, an all-world talent um, when he last was seen on a field. Uh, so let's, let's see if we can get him back in the mix. And maybe not in a New Orleans Saints uniform to do so. Michael Thomas off the board. Sean Payton out. Could Michael Thomas be out as well? Mike Wonders. Did you guys watch home team this weekend, by the way? I did not. No. I did not. I got through about half of it. It is a an Adam Sandler production from Happy Madison, and it's predictable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. And, well, I mean, the jokes, I mean, you can see them a mile away. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to go with a player who I think – could, he was either the best worst fantasy player, uh, the worst best fantasy player, the biggest disappointment uh, that was good, or the best uh, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going down a road where I hope you understand. I'm taking Kyle Pitts at oh, number 42, yeah. the Falcons tight end, because so much was made about Pitts' season. Or a thousand yard season that he had for the Falcons, 68 catches, had over 100 targets. But for those of us that did have Kyle Pitts on our fantasy teams, we also know that he had one touchdown. Yeah. And I just yeah, don't. I was say, how many times did you start him? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> after could... like week four, in all seriousness. <laughs> this is, this was the problem is I, I had Kyle Pitts on my team and then they go and they have success and he has that, that great game in London. You're like back to back weeks. Now it starts rolling. So that like locks you in for like five more weeks of starting him because you're like, Geez, I have to start him. He had 163 yards in a game. He also had a touchdown, and he's obviously going to get a touchdown again. Well, that never happened. And and yet, so we look at Kyle Pitts and being like, man, 1,000-yard season in his rookie year. I still think there are opportunities. I don't believe in Matt Ryan at all. And I know that the Falcons may be tied up at that position. But still, if we think Calvin Ridley could be on his way out, I think it could help Kyle Pitts to be there another season. So I'll take Kyle Pitts at number 42. Matt Ryan is going to be the best quarterback in the division. Man, and he stinks. He's not good. I don't I don't know why people still think Matt Ryan's good, but they do. Uh, unless Tom Brady comes back for spite. Yeah, that could be, which would be amazing. That would be for spite. <laughs> all right. Why, why did you come back, Tom? All these reports. Well, you know what? I, I didn't want any of those bleepity bleep bleep to, <laughs> to break it before I did. I had whole whole things planned. All right. Halfway through our fourth round, Ryan Bershinger, you are up at number 43. I'm going to take a guy here who I think uh, just got into a rather interesting position. I'll take Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, uh, given the, the new head coach there and uh, maybe a new investment in, in the running game. We've, we've seen his talent come through before, and – uh, I like that opportunity, so I'll take Josh Jacobs here. All right. Nicely done. RB19. Company coming in. Yeah. Were, were you thinking about Josh Jacobs, Mike Carmen, or do you have someone else on your mind at number 44? Well, you know, Jacobs was on, on a list, right? The short list of, all right, what do I do with him? Because every time I've decided I liked him in, in past investments, he would miss a game or two and then a half of a game and whatever. So it's like, you know, I'd, and then I'd, I'd end up having to scramble for whomever might be in the backfield for them to uh, find some some touches along the way. And I'm going through our, our list, and I'm trying, you know, because you never want to be the guy that goes, oh, he was already picked. I don't, I don't see Terry McLaurin as having been picked. Oh, there. I was <laughs> I hoping he it. would drop to 45. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could say, like, how I thought maybe McLaurin should have been in that 
maybe that borderline and the separation contradicting completely what I said four minutes ago. I think that's a good pick, Mike. <laughs> I well, it's like I'm looking at the list. I go, all right, I'm, I because I, I, I had him off on the side, right? You just scribble a couple of names, and I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, did did I type this wrong? Did I did I do something to screw this up? So I threw it out there, fully expecting it. You're an idiot, Harmon. He was gone at pick 27. Fortunately, it did not. So uh, good pick by me uh, as they try to figure out again what they are in 2022, right? Questions at the quarterback. Is it, is it Taylor Heineke? Is it someone as yet to be named, as we've talked about quite a bit here and certainly uh, on, on the radio, on, on Fox Sports Radio, all three of us? I mean, we have no idea. Like, there's not a lot of free agents that make sense. So are you swinging big to go draft somebody? Are you bringing back noted Bills fan Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, what are you doing? Uh, All all (laughs) I I know is this, is I I think that we're going to have Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders. We should officially find out that's that seems to be the that seems uh-huh. to be the the, the the lean. So if you if you listen to this after February second when the when Washington is unveiled and it's completely wrong, please forgive me. But I think everything is Washington Commander wide receiver Terry McLaurin. He ends up being wide receiver number nineteen. That puts me on the clock for the uh, the ninth pick in this fourth round. I think. I, I actually I, I'm fairly confident that the quarterback situation will change and change for the better. Not talking about in Washington, but I'm talking about in Carolina. I'm going to take DJ Moore nice. at number 45, where the talent is there. It's just is there someone there to give him the football? I don't think it's going to be Cam. I don't think it's going to be P.J. Walker, and I really don't think it's going to be Sam Darnold. I think that the Panthers do make a move. I'm going to go D.J. Moore just based on pure talent at this spot at number 45. He is a wide receiver 20. Matt Rule likes his job, guys. I think uh, he's going to find another quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's. I don't know how much change is going to be made this offseason with quarterbacks, but that is one place that I think you can uh, guarantee to see a change. All right, Bershinger, we got three picks to go in this fourth round. What is your final pick of today's episode? All right, fine. I, I'll take Ezekiel Elliott here. I, yeah, I think he's. I think he's been available for <laughs> been too long. Set in purgatory for long enough. Yeah, because uh, given other running backs at this spot, you have you have guys who also had huge numbers this season, but don't have teams right now. Um, and unless you are a firm believer in Michael Carter, which I, I think there's a lot of promise there, but it is also the Jets. I, I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott here, and uh, he, he he should still put up strong numbers. I think this is RB two territory. Uh, this is back half RB2 territory, and I think that expecting at least that from Ezekiel Elliott is not a stretch, so I'll, I'll take Zeke here. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. It reminds me of when my buddy, we had a fantasy draft. This is like, yeah, three years ago. This has been 2019. He's like, I got A.J. Green as my wide receiver number five. Like, he's my fifth wide receiver. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people would be like, I've got Ezekiel Elliott as my fourth running back. I hope for Bursch's case that it works out, but I just am, I just don't know if it will, but we shall see. You could you could come back and you can mark this episode and rub it in my face if Zeke has a has a great season next year. But I think it looks good on paper, to your point. And I know there was hesitancy in your voice, <laughs> but yeah, you gotta take him here. I just don't know how excited people will be with no. the results. We'll see. No. We shall see. Well, Harmon, you're because, up. Because you already talked about Michael Carter. I'm not taking Michael Carter now. 
He's got to wait for another episode. He goes to purgatory. <laughs> no, legitimately, he's he's on the short list. Uh, but I will go with the team that will run the ball. And obviously, you went and, and took the running back with his new coach. McDaniel's leaves, but fully expect Damian Harris to continue to have a big role in New England. Damian Harris is one of the few Patriot running backs that you could actually trust. It's you a very know? rare commodity yeah. on 20 years, isn't it? Yes, Except yes. when Corey Dillon was running around, but even then, that's the back end of the 90s. So In my in my final pick, and I'm just going to say this to wrap it up, I always think you guys make great picks, and then my picks are awful. So I always feel like, like man, you know, like these, you know, that's a good guy, and then I'm sitting there taking guys that I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, there's, so that, that that's how I that feel. That was a good sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you grab that one, Ryan. I think everybody understands. Future. Everybody understands that sort of uh, – sort of scenario that you're in i mentioned this guy earlier ah, actually you know what no i'm going to move off of him i was gonna, oh. i was i was i was going i was going to take i was going to take chris godwin and that is not going to happen i i just i i don't know what's going to happen in tampa and i i hope that he's he's fully healthy jeez ah, do i do it do i not do it you know what? I'm going to take A.J. Dillon at number 48. Okay, I know this is crazy. This may be absurd. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't return, I think that they are going to be running the football a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like A.J. Dillon. I, that's, we have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon going in the same round. You want to talk about bad picks? Uh, there's <laughs> one by me, but I'm going to take A.J. Dillon to wrap up this fourth round. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ryan Bersinger, you are up at pick number 49 of right. our fantasy draft for 2022. Perfect, perfect. I am going to take a bit of a risk on this one, only because we don't know what team he's going to be on. But this guy finished, I believe, RB7, RB8 around there this season. I will take Leonard Fournette with mm. the thought that he probably will return to Tampa Bay or he does find a starting job elsewhere he had such a strong season and established himself as an every down back uh, put up great numbers throughout the year and I think especially in this range I'm willing to take that risk at the moment uh, given the fact that his stock will probably rise once we know where he falls all right so Leonard Fournette is off the board ends up being RB 23 Mike Harmon you go up number 50 you know Leonard might show up during Super Bowl week so you you should stalk him (laughs) and see if you can find out you know what I'm going to go to a guy that's probably a former teammate and health is a concern but if my records are correct chris godwin is still available oh, geez. he was gonna be picked next <laughs> where where he goes how this ends up there's so much chaos and potential intrigue in tampa bay as you're talking about fournette is he there is he not uh you got a lot of defensive players that are aging but are up so do you try to steal one more year i i keep wondering if you have Bruce Arians as your head coach when you get to the fall. That's a whole other Mm -hmm. thing still swirling in the background now that Byron Leftwich didn't get and didn't go to Jacksonville for myriad reasons. But for Chris Godwin, whether he's in Tampa with Kyle Trask or if they bring in Jimmy G or somebody else, or he moves on to greener pastures, i.e. a giant bed of cash, uh, he'll come back and perform. That is uh, Chris Godwin, now wide receiver, number 21, going at 50. Guys, I'm going to go QB2. 
Yeah. Yes. Let's I'm go. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes All at right. number 51. And I know it's difficult. Uh, quarterbacks, especially as we're doing best available, you can always say, well, I'll get someone later. However, I don't think that the Chiefs are that well-oiled of a machine uh, right now as an overall unit, meaning this. They still can't run the football. Like, there are a variety of guys, and I still think that they will rely on Patrick Mahomes. I also think they're going to, at some point, try to upgrade that wide receiving core just a little bit. Travis Kelsey is getting a little bit older. There's going to be some new blood in there. I think offensively, maybe you see the Kansas City Chiefs try to straighten things out. So I'm going to put uh, Patrick Mahomes as the QB2 at number 51. All right, Ryan Bershinger, you are up at 52. So for this pick, this might be a little high. But I'm very high on him for this season, given the way he especially ended the last year and because of recent developments where now his new head coach was a guy who worked with an offense that threw to the slot constantly. So I'm going to take Hunter Renfro here at wide receiver 22. Can I just say, uh, just like Dan ahead of me, I hate you. That was the the next pick. But you know what? We're at that point in the draft. that You hear it and everybody listening, you know the, the fifth round is generally where the you scooped me, you <laughs> screwed me, all of those talk. But, yeah, Renfro is a potential monster if this the, offense clicks. This is this is the point that I think is, is interesting, and that's the reason and I had considered Hunter Renfro as a possibility along with a few other guys. But I, I tried to put myself in the situation of if I'm drafting, and let's say Renfro I think would be your WR2, uh, maybe a flex play uh, depending on what you've drafted, but would I take Hunter Renfro above Patrick Mahomes? That's right. what went through my mind. No, sure. So in that scenario, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I know quarterbacks are whatever, but I also feel like we get to this point, like at wide receiver number two, there are some other names that we're going to get to. And right now we're only doing a three-person draft, but those are the decisions that I think you get uh, in this time of the uh, selection process. Mm. I dig that. All right, Harmon, you're up at 53. Right. Renfro goes. So up at number 53, again, uh, a head coach change uh literally announced uh, to start super bowl week so this ought to be interesting to see the fallout uh houston and whether it's davis mills or somebody else brandon cooks mm. right still available mm-hmm. had a really nice season despite the obvious efforts uh to really screw that roster and all the remnants of what bill o'brien did to that roster <laughs> good old trader bill still lives on if if he would have had Terod taylor the entire season I think it would have been a different story for Brandon Cooks. I mean, I think he would have, yeah, just to continue to be higher. All right, here's a name that I thought. I didn't think I was going to do it, and I know it's going to come back to haunt me. Let's we, go. Don't, we don't even know what team he's going to play for. You guys are saying we don't know about head coaching situations and how they're going to play out, or at least these guys are going to play out. I would take Rashad Penny at number 54 if he goes back to Seattle. I I mean, you want to talk about value. I know he would get hurt in in week number four, but if you can get Rashad Penny at that point of the draft and considering what he did in the later part of the season – the, those numbers and this value, I think, would be uh, would be great uh, if you were able to land him. Dan, look into my eyes. Do you see eyebrows? No, I've been singed <laughs> by Rashad Penny before. No, <laughs> I, my eyebrows are really blonde. For those that uh, obviously can't see us, as this is a an audio podcast. You can go to my brow guy. I'll tell you. You can. Well, you, you know what? I, I used to have to color them in back when I did TV uh, TV work. They oh. spent a lot of money on Mac makeup, <laughs> which right. was eventually stolen when I moved, but that's a whole other thing. 
All right. Harmon, uh, Harmon took Brandon Cooks at 53. That was wide receiver 23. I just took Rashad Penny at number 24, or RB24 at number 54. Number 55, halfway through this fifth round, Ryan Bershinger, you're up. So here I'm going to take, speaking of being burned before, I'm going to take a running back that I've used high picks on for the last two years. And we've all been waiting for his touchdown numbers to finally increase, especially given that he's a featured guy in one of the best offenses in the league. I'm going to take Clyde Edwards. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. That was the oh, biggest man. preamble. Oh. Like, this is what if we were on a game you show, wanna... we would have been holding up cards, predicting what Ryan was going to say. <laughs> you want to talk about burnt eyebrows. Yeah, CEH has been my uh, my fire starter over yeah. the last two years. So Clyde Edwards Elaire is off the board at number fifty-five, RB twenty-five, over to Mike Harmon. All right, as we continue on, this is where uh, maybe maybe I'm thinking uh, a little bit too uh, outside the box. We got two quarterbacks going. I'll take number three, and and I'll take uh, Joe Chill, Joe Cool, whatever the hell we're calling him right now, assuming that we now get one or two offensive linemen into the fray. Mm-hmm. A lot of money to spend in free agency, plus the draft. All those skill position guys are under contract. So here we go, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is off the board, so that puts me up at number 57. By the way, guys, it's been like out of our drafts that we've left in doing the four rounds prior to this. Three out of the four times I've regretted who my last pick is. We're not to that point <laughs> okay. yet, but then I've, I've made myself feel better about it throughout the week. I am going to take, man, in this scenario, there's there are a lot of names out there, and I'd rather sometimes go younger as opposed to older, but I will go, not to make it back-to-back Seahawks, but I'll take Tyler Lockett yeah. with Russell Wilson possibly staying in Seattle. Uh, Tyler Lockett, again, he'll give you three games where he has two touchdowns and 185 yards. Uh, the other ones you're going to have to navigate, but still, as an <laughs> overall overall value, uh, wide receiver 24, I'll take Tyler Lockett at number 57. All right, so that leaves three more picks for us in this fifth round of this 2022 fantasy draft. Burst, make this one count so you don't regret it for a week. Well, uh, you guys have both taken a quarterback in this round. I will go ahead and take a quarterback here. And there are a couple strong options for quarterback four. I'm going to take Justin Herbert. Are you impressed off that Ooh. Pro Bowl effort? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> By the way, that um, that was fun. I'm going to leave it at that. Yes. Go ahead. Analysis, Bursch. Um, he just continues to get better and better, and those numbers are just going to keep skyrocketing. Even without if potentially Mike Williams doesn't return, I'm not terribly concerned with that. I think they'll probably address receiver in the draft if if Williams does not return. Uh, yeah, just give me Justin Herbert all day. All right, Mike Harmon, your last pick of this round. Don't regret it. Who's it going to be? I'm already uh, shaking in my boots. You know, um, based on, and I guess that's the theme, Guy that I've loved forever, right? Running back has been the guy. Well, ends the year hurt, was inconsistent, was in the doghouse. So what his role is, I don't know. But I'm not taking James Robinson. I'm going to take Travis Etienne. Ooh, okay, interesting. I like this. See what Doug Peterson can do with the running back position. Right? I mean, that's the best friend of a young quarterback, and you're trying to un- unlearn – take the men in black flashy thing approach to whatever Trevor Lawrence experienced in his rookie year. You can keep that win over Indianapolis. That was good. But outside of that, you want to forget the rest of the year, right? You're getting a couple of guys back healthy. Hopefully Robinson is one of them. I think he's got contract stuff that needs to be resolved, but you get Etienne back off injury and you know, the focal point will be to make Lawrence comfortable, which means a lot of 
work from the running backs, tight ends, and the running back out of the backfield as a receiver. So Etienne fits the bill for me here. All right, Travis Etienne is off the board. That is uh, running back RB26. Now, gosh, we don't know how this is all going to play out, but wherever he goes, I think that he will put up numbers. Wherever he goes. Final pick of this round, and I won't be regretting it. Mike Williams. Ooh, Wide gee, receiver Mike Williams going off the board. What was the C? Are you guys talking about Mike Williams or saying I wouldn't touch Mike Williams in the first 60 picks and I just picked him at 60? <laughs> no, 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 because he referenced Mike back? Williams. Yeah. That's all. It was just a very recent callback mm-hmm. to the Mike Williams conversation we just had, whether he's with Justin Herbert or somebody else. And if he's with somebody else, that means you're probably bringing him in as your number one, which means Keenan Allen is not there like a damn siphon mm-hmm. to take all those targets. Now, if Mike Williams can stay healthy – which he did this year, finally. Yeah. You would. You got big numbers and certainly red zone monster yes, potential. Yes. I think that there is the ability there. I was also debating between two Jets. I, right. we know, you know what? It's funny. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, had, yep. I had one of them yeah. on my short, yeah. you know, short list. That is what we call a tease. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock with pick number 61 in the sixth round of our 2022 fantasy draft. Well, Dan, it was very nice of you to uh, compliment my picks because uh, you might want to take it back, though, with what I'm about to do. Because I I hate what I'm about to do because I'm about to break one of my um, big rules in fantasy, which is... uh, don't draft a New York Jet, but I'm going to do it um, because, quite frankly, Michael Carter is a very talented running back and he's going to have a ton of opportunities. And so I think in this range, uh, this is a very uh, solid pick here. Looking at the scope of running backs, there, there are still a handful of running backs who are going to have a, a great workload and a ton of opportunities. I, I'm betting on the talent here and I'm betting on the fact that uh, the Jets offense might not be terrible next season so hey Harmon was gonna look at a jet and i was deciding two on our last yeah so i assume carter was the pick so never in in a million years would you say someone uh picks a guy from the jets you say you stole my pick well (laughs) that's what we're doing right here michael carter is off the board at running back 27 mike Harmon, you are now up Oh, the insanity of it all. I am going to go, and I'm just making sure because, you know, I love this guy. Um, I'm going to go to Indianapolis because uh, Carson Wentz won't be there to screw things up, uh, which means I'm taking Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, okay. Michael Pittman Jr. comes off the board in wide receiver number 26. I, You talked about picking a, picking a jet and having some Are question. you getting the other one? No, no, I, I actually, I, I really, really was thinking, and and you know who I'm thinking about, and I'm thinking in the same area, but you know, I, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a wide receiver who flashed at the end of the season, and I know that this team needs to add players, and they plan to add them at that position. But Amonra St. Brown is going to go off the board at number 63. I'm going to go Amonra St. Brown of the Detroit Lions. You can't deny his numbers. You can deny Jared Goff, but you can't deny his numbers. So I'm going Amonra St. Brown at number uh, 63 overall. I I like like that pick. I think he's good. I think he's a good player, and I like what they're building there. 
All right. Burst, you're up at number 64. Uh, I don't think there's a, another USC receiver for me to take to continue this uh, this run here, unless uh, we want to go with a different Mike Williams, I guess. Um, let's <laughs> go with... He always he got screwed by the legal system. Still got paid as a top 10 guy by Detroit later. But, you know, hey. Um, I'm going to take Amari Cooper because, uh, yeah, he did have a down season. But the Cowboys offense should still be throwing a ton. I'm going to bet on him bouncing back a bit. And I think at this point, uh, I, I think that's a, a strong bet here. So I, I will take it's good Amari value. Yeah. yeah, fair value there. Absolute um, good value. Just when we look at that offense, because I'll assume that uh, Jerry Jones will come to love him again. I know he pushed him off a little bit, and he talked about him out of school, uh, i.e., you know, whenever Jerry opens his mouth when he's disappointed, someone's got to pay the piper, and it can't all be the head coach. Uh, it certainly won't be Dak or anybody else. Um, I am going to go, as I'm looking at this, and again, owing to the end of the season and what this team became uh Devin Singletary of your All right. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Curious to see how Ken Dorsey's offense now looks in Buffalo with Brian Dable gone. Yeah. Maybe the, the curiosity but Singletary down the stretch suddenly took the the realm. You had some healthy scratches for Zach Moss and other members of that running back situation. So, looks like it's his job to try to push going forward. I'm going to take Elijah Moore here. I'll take the Jets okay, wide there receiver. You go. There, at, he, he, uh, he had to come. If you wouldn't get him here, I, I was going to have to do it. And, yeah, and you know, I will take that. I'll I, I'd, I'd rather do upside than than do downside of the career. So I'm going to go Elijah Moore at number 66 overall. I know that was a quick pick, Ryan Bersinger, uh, but uh, you are back on the clock. You know, that's okay. I was just thinking about how actually there is a USC receiver here that wouldn't be a terrible pick. Um, and I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> exactly. I think there's value in Robert Woods at this point, but um, I also don't know if he's even a better pick than another Rams receiver, but I'm not going to go with either of them here. I'm going to take a guy who was, I believe, running back seven or eight on this past season. That is because he had a very high touchdown total. But uh, I think that still at this point, there's strong value in him. And I'm going to go with James Conner here. Of course, it does depend on where he ends up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he does come back to Arizona. And like I said, his his numbers were definitely uh, heavily uh, uh, buoyed by his touchdown total, uh, which is very hard to repeat. But um, I think he's a strong back and he'll find another situation where he should get a, a good amount of opportunities again. All right. James Conner is off the board at number 67, RB29. Back over to Mike Harmon. And you got the word buoyed in. So bonus to you, Ryan <laughs> yes. All right. I'm going to go back to the tight end. Well, you took one of the Detroit receivers. Give me the, the man out of Iowa, TJ Hawkinson. All right. TE6 comes in. At number 69 is we have four picks left in our draft. We all have to do the requisite giggle. <laughs> that's what you do on podcasts when that number yeah, comes it's, up, don't you? Yes, it's, it's true. <laughs> I, I, now I'm laughing more about I, the idea of forcing a laugh for it than, I, than, than the bit itself. Any, any 69 jersey you see at a game, you, I just end up rolling my eyes and saying, like, okay, all right, we get it. We got it. I, I I don't know what the the future necessarily holds, but I just said a pick ago. I'd rather take a guy with upside than a guy with downside. I will completely contradict myself in that fashion. <laughs> Why not take Cordero Patterson? 
Ooh, Why you not? Know, take I wrote him. his name off to the side. It was like, eh, well, yeah. Just like my buddy when he told me he had AJ Green as his fifth wide receiver. Uh, you know, like I, I like that would be me. Like I got Cordero Patterson in the sixth round. I'm good with that. Uh, I'll take Cordero Patterson at number uh, 69, RB 30, or WR 30. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I should go dun dun dun, not dong dong dong. That was uh... <laughs> well. I mean, that owes to pick sixty nine. You win. Yeah, there it is. There it is. All right, our final three picks. Make them count, guys, for the I Want Your Flex podcast. Um. All right. There. There are. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't go back on this. You, there's not another podcast to be like, guys. I made a mistake. <laughs> so you are stuck in cement on this one. Uh, there's a couple players I like here. I will take. I'm going to go with uh, who I think should have a, a better season this year. He showed a lot of promise in the first half of the season, and then he really faded off. But that was, of course, because of injuries, a quarterback and everything. I'll take Marquise Hollywood Brown mm. here uh, because I will bet on the Ravens offense to be better this season uh, with a, a healthy J.K. Dobbins in the backfield that that offense should move. Uh, better than they did, even though Tyler Huntley played well in his uh, in in Lamar Jackson's absence. I still expect that offense to uh, overall be stronger, and we've seen flashes with Hollywood. So I will take him here. Hollywood Brown is off the board at number seventy. Ryan Bersinger's final pick. All right, Mike Harmon, you're up at seventy-one. Well. There are two quarterbacks that that I'm looking at. One is in the news for all sorts of madness. Really just seems more like a contract play more than anything else. The other is, well, the quarterback for the receiver you just picked, Ryan Bershinger. Mm -hmm. And you know me, I I believe, and this is part of the analysis we did, right, Dan, with, with the Bengals and their road back, is everything broke just right. The parting of the Red Sea, as it were, in the AFC North. Well, that will not be the case as Lamar Jackson returns to form. So give me Lamar Jackson in this spot to get healthy and for that offense to pop, particularly if he ends up bringing in Antonio Brown, even if he only comes in for half a year. The uh, I was I, I really honestly guys and I'll name a pick here that I I really was thinking quarterback and I'm like try to take Dak like is Dak with that offense and what what Dallas does and I I really was thinking about taking Dak with the the last pick but I I just I can't do it I am going to take where it could be value I still think they're going to be running the ball and better I don't believe we've taken Kareem Hunt. Oh, nope. the Cleveland Browns. So Kareem Hunt will be my final pick. Dinged up this past season, so maybe kind of got lost in the shuffle with some of this stuff. But I'll take Kareem Hunt with the final pick as an RB31 in our I Want Your Flex podcast. Boom. There it is. 72 picks to get you set for 2022. And here's the good news. Ryan Bershinger is actually going to take these picks and make an entirely new podcast out of them. So if you want to go back and reference them, if you want to listen to the offseason, feel free to uh, check out this podcast. Not only this special podcast, but the final one that we just did now. Thank you very much, Ryan Bershinger, for all your help this season. Uh, your picks have been great. Your insight has been great. Uh Job well done. Oh, thank you, guys. This was a ton of fun. I, I love doing this. So uh, thank you, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Well, Mike- now you got a couple of months to prepare for season yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There it is. 
Honestly, I already regret some of my picks, but that's going to happen. Now, things are going to change this offseason, and things are going to change in the summer, so you will want to tune in for Season 3 of the I Want Your Flex podcast coming in August, where we will get you set for your draft. But we hope this podcast provided you with a little off-season relaxation and maybe whet that appetite for fantasy football info. We love having you listen all season long and can't wait for it to happen next year. So for Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer and for mike Harmon, i'm dan buyer this has been the i want your flex special draft edition with a look ahead to the 2022 fantasy football season at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.